saying. Hey, if we are going to get out of this mess that is Obamacare, that is the policies of the death spiral by the left in this country over the last several years, we're not going to be able to count on Congress, I'm afraid. I think we're going to have to start right here at home, the laboratories of democracy. And it begins, I think, in earnest with a very interesting piece of legislation being circulated today by State Representative Joe Sanfilippo, Republican from West Allis. We talked about this only here a few weeks ago. Uh, I believe it was on uh, Jay Weber's show when I was filling in. But uh, Representative Sanfilippo has an interesting proposal that could end up saving taxpayers a lot of money while bringing transparency to the marketplace. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Matt. Great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We talked about this before, as I said, and uh, there were there were hints of legislation coming. If you wouldn't mind, you'll see the story at MacGyver News Service at MacGyverInstitute.com this morning, but State Representative Joe Sanfilippo has all the details on legislation that would bring primary, direct primary care into the marketplace and more so into medical assistance in Wisconsin. Right, right. Uh, First, uh, Senator Chris Capping, uh, uh, who's been working with me on this proposal, and he's doing the Senate uh, bill, uh, and I, you know, have been looking at this issue because, as we know, you know, Medicaid really kind of controls our state budget. So every cycle we get to the budget, the uh, governor, who's done a great job up until this point, you know, has has to struggle with, okay, let's start with, with DHS and what their budget is so we make sure there's enough money for Medicaid, and then that determines what's left for everybody else. So uh, looking at ways that we can control the growth of our spending in Medicaid is important. So we have been researching uh, many different ideas and what other states are doing, and we came upon this direct primary care proposal. And after investigating it thoroughly, you know, it looks like it holds some promise to be able to lower costs, uh, but more importantly, to be able to improve the health of our citizens at the same time. And so uh, we put the bill out today that uh, says, hey, let's, as a state, uh, not only for the private sector, so an employer or, or an individual can do a contract with a direct primary care provider, but also let's do a little pilot program and check on, on our Medicaid population to see if we can help those folks as well. Yeah, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But under the direct care model, doctors issue insurance contracts and deal directly with their patients. Many charge a monthly membership for routine visits and drugs. They list their prices for procedures up front, Prices that are often significantly lower than the standard insurance-driven model. But let's make this clear up front. What this legislation hopes to accomplish is, first and foremost, this is not health insurance. This is health care. And there is a big difference, and it's a big regulatory difference. And your legislation, as I read it, spells that out. Yeah, that's one of the the most important uh, features of this bill is, is it it clarifies the fact that if, if a doctor and an individual enter into a contract for direct primary care, that is not insurance coverage. So you have to almost think of it kind of like a maintenance contract, right? If you, you buy a cell phone or some electronic equipment, they always want to sell you a maintenance uh, 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 contract or something on that order. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what this is for health. And so what it does is it says that for a set monthly fee, 
this uh, doctor or the provider is going to take care of all of the person's primary care health needs and then some. I mean, they also get into screening and, and testing. Uh, you know, they can do prescriptions at greatly reduced costs. But what you have is is now you take away the uh, high deductible and co-pays that oftentimes under conventional insurance people have to pay. And certainly people under Obamacare, we have seen that, you know, they have insurance through Obamacare, but you can kind of put insurance in quotations because it, it's so expensive that they don't use it. The deductibles and the co-pays are so high that the insurance really never kicks in. With direct primary care, you pay this set monthly fee, but then when you go see your primary care provider, you don't pay any out-of-pocket deductible mm -hmm. or co-pay expenses. It's all covered in the fee. And as you mentioned in the setup, one, another great aspect of it is it brings complete transparency to the process because you know up front if you do need any types of uh, other additional procedures, you know what those costs are as opposed to just going in uh, for a procedure and then waiting for the bills to show up. And then once the bills show up, you need another procedure for your heart because you read the bills a lot. Of exactly, times, but, exactly. You know, and uh, this really takes takes that away. And it, and it, and it, it makes the health care being provided a much more personal level, right? Because now you've got just the doctor and the patient making the decisions. You're getting the insurance companies out of the way. You're getting the government out of the way. And you're, you're almost getting like to the old days, right, where the doctor knew his patients inside and out and, and just this personal relationship. And we see that under the direct primary care model. You get you're back to that direct primary, or you're back to that personal relationship because the doctor isn't spending more time filling out insurance forms or Medicaid forms than he is actually speaking with the patient, and that's yes. very critical in this in this whole procedure. Yeah, right now the way the system is set up, and it has been for for many years, and it just gets more and more this way, is that you have a you know, you have a triangle relationship or square and more involved because you have regulators and you have insurance companies, you have HMOs, you have maintenance programs, and those are the people who are ultimately making the decisions, not you and your physician. We lose that so much in the system, and it's gotten so much worse after the failed promise of if you like your health plan, you can keep your health. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Obviously, that's not the case. The expense gets worse under Obamacare because we are still seeing in the taxpayer-funded Medicaid Badger Care program, uh, you know, folks under or under Obamacare going into their their first point of contact with a physician is the emergency room, which is the most expensive portion of medicine or among the most expensive portion of medicine. It keeps driving up those costs. This would would uh, cut into those expenses, if I'm reading this correctly. Right. So uh, Senator Capping and I have also looked at the amount of emergency room usage that we see in, you know, especially in our Medicaid program, because those are the dollars that we watch very closely. And we, we know that we spend so much money. In fact, over $50 million was spent last year for um, our Badger Care people who would show up in the emergency room more than seven times in the year. And so what that tells us is, and DHS is even telling us, look, these folks are using the emergency room for primary care. Mm -hmm. We know the emergency room is the most expensive place to go, 
And plus, in the emergency room, you're kind of always like, you know, putting a Band-Aid on something. You're not really solving the problem. So it isn't even the best care. For, you know, for example, somebody who maybe has a, a diabetic condition, they don't take care of the diabetes properly. They end up going into the emergency room. Very expensive care, but the emergency room is able to stabilize the person but really isn't getting the person set so that they keep their diabetes under control and stops them from going to the emergency room in the first place. So under the direct primary care model, you hook up a physician directly with this individual. They know the individual. They know the conditions. They, they monitor that individually closely and work with them to make sure the diabetes is controlled and maintained so that you don't end up in the emergency room and running up those big sky-high yeah. bills and having uh, you know detrimental health as a result. State Representative uh, uh, Joe Sanfilippo, Republican from West Dallas, joins us. He and Senator Chris Capping, a Republican Delafield, today circulating uh, bills in both the Assembly and the Senate, which would bring uh, direct primary care, not just to the marketplace, codify that in the law, but also bring that to Wisconsin's medical assistance program, perhaps on a wider spread basis, but certainly in a pilot program to see how much savings and more so how much effective health care this state can deliver on the taxpayer dollar. Now, Joe, I think it is very clear that this will not be well-received by the insurance industry. Have you heard from the insurance industry so far? If you haven't, I'm sure that you will. Yeah, I suspect, just based on other bills that I've worked on and put out and and the uh, kind of knee-jerk reaction that we've seen from the health insurance industry is they, they tend to get, you know, sometimes they're very threatened over proposals like this. And they think that it's uh, people are kind of infringing on their territory. Or their well, they territory. sure did. They sure did hate self insurance at the state level. I mean, they made, they made that very very clear. Yeah, and, and you know, and we had uh, you know another proposal that we worked on to get into the budget that dealt with uh, a similar type of a program, but helped keep people out of the emergency room for expensive care, and, and they didn't like that one and had a very bad reaction as well. So, but on the surface. If they take the time, rather than just do a knee-jerk reaction, but really take the time to look at these programs, these programs are very beneficial not only for the individual who has better health and for the state who's ultimately paying the bill, but also for the insurance company as well because the insurance companies, even in our managed care model, they still bear risk with a person's cost of health care. So to the extent that we can control somebody's cost of their health care and put them in a better or a healthier state, that is advantageous to the insurance company. And so I'm hoping that they just take a deep breath and rather than just fly off the deep end right away like they did in the past on some of our proposals, they take a look at this and, and work together with us to say, hey, we think that there's something here. I mean, there's a reason 23 other states have allowed this form mm-hmm. of health care, direct primary care, and you can see the results are, are dramatic in most cases. And again, this isn't only about saving money, which is very important, but it's, it's also about giving people a healthier lifestyle, a better quality of life, and helping them get back to that more personal relationship with their doctor so that they feel comfortable in their uh, care that's available to them. Well, we're seeing the success of it already. In your district, I know that there is a health care provider by the name of Solstice. They're already providing this direct primary care model. 
I talked to a uh, gentleman by the name of Dr. Uh, Kevin Tadich uh, in, uh, in the Wausau area, Wisconsin. Um, you know, he's been providing this at a significant cost savings, as I understand it, uh, on the orthopedic surgery side. I know that this is something that is pretty well established in the western part of the state. So I guess this is the, the, the final question. We're already doing that. Why do we need a law to say that we can do that and we can do it in a certain way? So what we need to do for both state purposes and really federal purposes, and, and there is some similar legislation at the federal level, we need to clarify that this type of a program, direct primary care, is health coverage. It is not health insurance. And that's very important for a multitude of reasons, but, but uh, you know, one of which is that if you have a health savings account, you know, you cannot use health savings account money to pay for health insurance. However, by clarifying and making it straight that direct primary care is not insurance, it's coverage, you then could pay your monthly premiums out of, the, out of your uh, HSA. There is legislation at the federal level to make sure that in the federal basis that that's taken care of, but we want to clarify that here at the state level as well. And, and I think that once you see uh, passage of this bill, then you're going to just see an explosion of uh, doctors wanting to provide direct primary care and working with their patients. You know, doctors spend a lot of time going to medical school and going through their their residency, not because they want to spend eight hours a day or 10 hours a day filling out insurance forms and paperwork in their office. They want to take care of their patients. But we have a system that is so top-heavy with paperwork that, you know, that's what you go and see your doctor. He may be in, in the room with you for, for five minutes or ten minutes only, and he's spending another half an hour filling out all the forms he has to fill out between, you know, health insurance companies or if they're a Badger Care person for Medicaid. And, you know, that's not allowing them to provide what they should be doing, which is providing care to the patient in the first place. Yeah. That is the advantage that direct primary care can offer. That's how yeah. these doctors can uh, can give you transparent uh, and very low rates from what, uh, you know, you pay in other health systems. Exactly. And we're seeing people traveling, you know, from out of state, miles and miles away to take advantage of these sorts of things. But I think you're right. I, I don't think that doctors, that physicians, healthcare providers, you know, uh, when they begin going through the training process, the long training process, think about, oh, man, I can't wait to fill out Medicaid forms. I, I can't right. wait to deal with Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's, that's my life's ambition. Uh, it, it's similar to, I remember my brother, you know, was, was a police officer for a long time. And, uh, you know, there was a difference between when he graduated from, uh, you know, the criminal justice program to about, you know, a year or so into law enforcement, he figured out right away, yeah, I, I get to help people, I get to serve the public, I get to do that, but most of the time I'm filling out paperwork. And so that, you know, but that's what we have in our insurance system is it's just a lot of paperwork and we have lost that human connection so much. Right, yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll hear more about this and check back in with you in the, uh, the coming weeks and months ahead. But uh, good luck to you, sir. Great. We'll stay in touch. Thanks, man. You bet. That's State Representative Joe Sanfilippo, along with Senator Chris Kabming, a Republican Delafield, uh, this morning circulating a bill on direct primary care. Now, it's very interesting just in general, but in specific specifics, 
the thing that I, I think taxpayers will be most curious about is if this goes into place, how much savings could we see in the ever-escalating cost of medical assistance?